Archimax login confirmed. Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Dr. Sleep. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the LodgeCast. I'm your LodgeMaster. With me as always is, well, Brother Bishki ain't here yet. He's still parking, but he might pop in. Uh, with me as also always is Brother Lucas. Top of the day. In the front today. Feels good up here. And for the first time ever, we've been waiting long time for this. We got Brother Tim and Sister Jackie. Woo! Welcome. Oh my God. Welcome, guys. You guys are the embodiment of love and light. I don't know which (laughs) one of you is love and which one of you is light. But combined, you guys are love and light. And we're so happy to have you. Thank you. The movie today is Dr. Sleep. Dr. Sleep, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully, I won't fall asleep (laughs) because it's two hours and 30 minutes. Another, what are we doing? We've been seeing these long, long movies. We've had Uh, it. It, chapter two. <laughs> chapter two, if you want to go back that far. The Irishman, three and a half hours. Jesus Christ. Ford, Ford v. Ferrari, that one was long. This one's long. It's just prestige season. We got to we gotta blame it on prestige. Now, you guys, uh, just let, let's let the listeners get to know you a little bit. Get to know what, what angle your tastes are coming from. What are some of your favorite movies, just off the top of your head? They can just be just, just today. Because it can change. I'm a big fan of The Shining, which which is why I'm super excited to see this movie today. I kind of picked up of, on that. One you, of my favorite movies of all time. I was talking to you the other night, and you just were randomly <laughs> dropping some deep, like deeper than deep Shining knowledge. So that's cool. I love The Shining, The Shawshank Redemption, Ooh, um, Don yeah. Louise. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Some of my favorites. Timothy? Uh, that's the hardest question ever to answer is favorite movies. But just I would, for today. I, just for genre of today, horror stuff, Shining is definitely up there in our living room. And we have pillows and carpets and okay, great. blankets that are all with <laughs> the shining theme. The pattern. Uh, so yeah, we've uh it's it's close to the heart. That's uh, great. As far as horror movies, The Exorcist, The Thing. Mm-hmm. I love horror movies that actually show you the thing to be afraid of, Boom. rather than people scared of something you don't see. People theorizing about uh, it. Exactly. So uh, yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, you guys are the perfect guests for this film. Now, are are you did you guys read the book? No, I, you I guys didn't, nerds. I didn't read the books, but um, just like heavy study of the first film. Okay. I mean, I think, you know, I, I think if you're a filmmaker, honestly, there's just one 
big movie to study, and it's, sure. it's The Shining. That's the and one. You can just find hidden gems in that movie and like keep going back and being super surprised. Of course. Yeah. I, it, I started by reading Stephen King novels as a kid, and I felt like I grew out of them, but I mm. kept up with his movies. Yeah, once he, and, once he got to be like 11, you were a little yeah, too old. For yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I felt the storytelling. The in same way, where like he had too many digressions for me, and I would always find myself skipping over huge chunks <laughs> of, of text until it kicked back into the Look plot or the story of the book, and then I would move on. Oh, Bishki. Oh, oh. Bishki's joining oh. live. Oh. Get in here. Open the door. Hey. Just under the wire. He is here, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking We're talking about The Shining. Can you believe it? Um. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't find the car. <laughs> <laughs> so... Bishki, you just recently watched a documentary, uh, uh, what would you call it, a conspiracy theory documentary about well, The Shining? Well, I got about five minutes in. I could not, <laughs> I couldn't, uh, I couldn't, I wasn't standing for these conspiracy What's theories. What's it called, Room 237? Room 237, okay. yeah, yeah. I, uh, Literal lunatics on camera, you were it was talking it. I was nonsense. Not feeling. Maybe I made it ten minutes. Uh, but Sister I, yeah. Jack, you watched this, and, and I brought that up to you, and you were like, oh, that's kids stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's funny that you said that because I I couldn't get I couldn't get through room two thirty seven. Okay. I prefer a lot of the the videos on YouTube by I, I believe his name is Rob Ageler. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, I felt shout the same out to way. Rob Ageler. Yeah, yeah, these people were goofy. So you kind of go more a la carte. You 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 find your own path down right. the rabbit hole. Right. Two thirty seven doc has a pretty decent synth score worthy of a listen. I don't know if it's strong enough to make it through the movie. <laughs> isn't like two? Isn't that like two hours long? So it's, 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 it's too way long. longer than it needs to be. Right. I, you'll, I verbally moaned out loud many times during the watching of it of like when it was just I was like, really, guys, right. come on. It's just you a know. little far fetched. Yeah. Some of the some of the. Theories. But it does touch on a lot of the other theater the theories that are on YouTube that are a little better explained and explored right and he just made an amalgamation of a bunch of other people's and a little bit of his own okay yeah it so got, it's it an goes. extended youtube analysis basically yeah <laughs> is shelly duvall gonna be in this film oh man is Today? she I, I, dr sleep i kind of hope she is and i kind of mother hope of she dr isn't. sleep maybe they'll digitally map her face <laughs> yes, to someone and... yes onto robert de niro's old body like irishman <laughs> i mean she would actually kind of be perfect for it because i know in real life she's had some trials and tribulations with her mental health and physical health right. but i feel like for a woman like wendy torrance to survive that kind of trauma over 30 something years ago you know she might be just perfect like the way mickey Rourke was for the wrestler you could just wheel her out in a wheelchair i think we would have heard something yeah if she's gonna be in this yeah but, made news. but I, what i know some i know a cameo but okay don't don't say, say shit dude okay. listen okay. how does everybody <laughs> feel about uh just the idea of a sequel to the shining like pretty how- pretty sacrilege i feel <laughs> i mean even though stephen king you know wrote the novel or co-wrote the novel with his son i don't know I just feel like it's just leave it alone. It's, it's leave it alone, man. It's it like, felt it's dirty like, when it's Ready like Player One yeah. repurposed it. That felt dirty mm-hmm. to me. And it's, so. and it's going to be even dirtier because we're watching it in Auditorium 13, which oh, out of the 16 right. auditoriums at the AMC Burbank. Speaking is, of Room 237, this is the most this haunted is room. 237. <laughs> this is the most haunted screening room it's, in the Burbank it's the screen. Audi- it's where the, movies go to die. It's the auditorium where people hide out, you know, from the day or from their life, you know, when it's they just they, they just it's kind of bad. sit in the dark and they're not even interested in what they're, they're watching. The they seats, just want to be left alone. The seats are haunted. dirty haunted. and haunted. 
haunted with dirt. <laughs> so watch for that. They're not giving you a top flight movie going experience in screen 13. The only thing that reclines is your horror. <laughs> <laughs> so get ready for that. It, we we all pretty uh, solid Ewan McGregor freaks in this in this car. He's great. I've seen him on the big screen I'm in a, a long fan. time. He's super handsome and uh, I've always loved him from Train Spotting or Shallow Grave on. So at least we'll have Ewan Yes. Yeah, did, did anyone? He's an interesting choice to play Danny, right? He's supposed to be Danny Torrance. Yeah, yes. as a grown-up version of his young pad one self. Yes. I don't know if that tracks, you know, in terms of casting. But I, hey, look, I, I'm not complaining because yeah, he'll he'll give it some heart. There's not really much more we can do other than come up with conspiracy theories at this point. So I think we just got to go in. We got to greet the lady in the bathtub in Theater 13. <laughs> embrace her and do the best we can with this this movie's been out for a few weeks so there's going to be some true shining heads in the theater today <laughs> tim and jackie strap in super excited That was a thick slice of movie, That was epic. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. Oh, my God. Well, before we check into the Overlook... What a schnapps here. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Dr. Sleep from Rotten Tomatoes. Dr. Sleep is the continuation of Danny Torrance's story 40 years after the terrifying events of Stephen King's The Shining. Yeah. Still irrevocably scarred by the trauma he endured as a child at the Overlook, Dane Torrance has fought to find some semblance of peace, but that peace is shattered when he encounters Abra, mm. a courageous teen with her own powerful extrasensory gift there known as the shine yeah instinctively recognizing that dan shares her power abra has sought him out desperate for his help against the merciless rose the hat <laughs> <laughs> why are you laughing okay i'm sorry it's terrifying and her followers the true knot who feed off the oh, shine yeah. of innocence in their quest for immortality, forming an unlikely alliance. Dan and Abra engage in a brutal life or death battle this with Rose. This is still going? Yeah, still going, folks. Abra's innocence and fearless embrace of her shine compel Dan to call upon his own powers as never before. <laughs> King write this? Hold yeah, on, right. hold on. At once facing his fears and reawakening <laughs> the ghosts Christ. of the past. The period. What the fuck? Anyway, that, yeah, that's a hell of a schnapps. That's a mega schnapps. Got lost well, in a mega movie. <laughs> Hedge maze of a schnapps. Mega movie. Okay, so where I, I mean, where do we even begin with this thing? This thing's huge. It's a lot to unpack. <laughs> All sorts of I, I, I would like to just say up front that that this should have been a TV series. Like it felt like we just Are we got, all in agreement that it feels like a big fat TV it series? It was yes. like one yeah. season totally. of episodes crammed into two and a half hours. Yes. And I, I looked at my watch once 
like when I was exhausted. I was you were like, doing I, some hard I was, exhales. I was utterly exhausted, and it was only maybe like an hour and change <laughs> into the running time. See, that's let's let's talk about that for a second. That's a dicey proposition when you check the time during a movie because well, it's like you know, watch pot to, never boils. I, I need to orient myself because in the old but days, you? you knew what the inciting incident was, you knew what the end of Act One but that's was. That's all like, out the window. You now. kind of feel it subconsciously, but today you're you know, just the teasing first, yourself the first by looking hour at your watch. Felt like ninety minutes or maybe two hours, so I, I didn't know where we were. Well, it I, takes a long time to get going. And I think that also contributes to this feeling that it's, you know, at least a limited series because it takes its sweet time. You kind of know where it's all headed. You know that Danny's back. He's got the shine. He's going to get cleaned up. He's going to have to hook up with this young girl, figuratively, who has the shine. And they're going to face off against, what's her name? Rose the Hat. Rose the Hat. <laughs> they're they're going to have to face off against her in a battle royale that's probably going to take place at the Overlook. This all checks out, but it takes so long to get there. So, you, And it kind of looks like a TV show. Like There's some kind of gloss to it, especially just in the first scene where a little girl approaches Rose the Hat out in the forest. This looks like a show. That, that's going to be happening a lot these days. I think it's just going to keep blending because we are in the golden age of television still, and people expect longer, deeper connections with their characters. Mm -hmm. And so these movies are just, they're stuck in limbo. It's like, are you a movie or are you trying to tell a bigger unpacking story? And again, when you're adapting a book, it gets even harder because you're trying to pack so much in. Like, what was your initial initial feeling, vibe of this movie? Because it starts with the old soundtrack, but then you get Ruth the Hat. Rose the Hat. Rose the Hat. Um, <laughs> I didn't know where it was going for... I mean, I, I mean, there was just... They kept introducing new locations and new characters, and so it was just kind of scattered for the first hour a little bit in terms of where we were in the story and... And the tone of it. It's like... Yeah. There was a couple creepy beats in the first, in the first act, but... I mean, what is the genre? Yeah. Does anybody have a guess? Psychological thriller? Yeah, yeah for I guess sure. so. I guess so. Yeah, I don't think it's supposed to be horror like pop outs or jump scares. You know, you're right. In the first few reels, they're recapping or like really paying homage to the original film by by showing us the at the immediate aftermath of what happened to to Wendy and Danny. You know, in, and we the do of the get first film. we do get a uh, Shelley Duvall impersonator. <laughs> yeah, yes. crushing. I yeah, she was great. I appreciate that they didn't go Digi Shelley yes. Duvall so, and, Di and yeah. Digi the kid, and they recast them. I kept them. waiting I, for I gave, Digi. Yeah, I tipped my rose the hat to them. For <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but she was, I mean, she was spot on. Like, you're but, not going to get closer to but, Shelley but Duvall. But you're right about yeah, the, the pacing and the running time because, yeah, it's like, you know it's Ewan McGregor's movie, but in the first 20 minutes maybe, or 30 minutes, it's the young Danny Torrance and the young Scatman Crothers, and they're kind of just putting like a final bow or resolution right. to the previous original film, which I was not expecting Same at here. all. Like, at all. So it was kind of a trip because it was like you know, a true sequel in, in, in a certain sense. Tim, what were you feeling during all this? Well, you know, I mean, I have so much love for the original yes. Shining. And so I this felt, can get tricky. I felt so baited by the trailers going into this. <laughs> I didn't read the book or anything, but the just seeing him reenact the scenes from the original to the T, I was like baited of like, come see this movie. If yeah. you like the original Shining, you can't be let down. And that to me... 
I'm a little cautious yes. that I'm going to have to hate watch myself halfway through the movie <laughs> to, because of the things that I love about The Shining. Right. And But this director, you know, The Haunting of Hill House, I, with this, I was not surprised. His pacing mm-hmm. and his jumping from locations and through time. Very Hill kind House. Kind of Hill house but also really drawn out for long periods of time. Right. Uh, like that series, in my opinion, could have been half as long as it was. Of but this had that series-y feel like you were... Those shadows in the corner. Love shadows. Yeah. Did you feel like it was doing The Shining dirty or did you feel like it was being respectful enough? Like, what was your feeling on that as a super fan? I feel it picked up some of the tools that The, the Shining had to that uh, I liked about the movie. But I don't know if it really was like dependent on those things. You right, know? right. Well, like, I feel like there was a few different movies in this. Because and a few or a few different TV series, depending mm-hmm. on how you look at it. Because when you go to Rose the Hat, uh, on the subject of Rose the Hat and the True Knot, and the True <laughs> oh and the True Knot, if Rose the Hat had been scary, like a scary character, or at least like really threatening, like a Zod from like Superman Two or something, I think the movie would be different. But, it's like the craft from the nineties. Well, as it, yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking, her and her gypsy gang is like an Edie Brickell and the New Bohemians cover band, and you're, that's that's the farthest thing from scary. Yeah, like they're kind of like reasonable, you know, like they're they're just vampires trying to. It's like a vampire parable kind of thing going on, where they're trying to suck the shine out of shiny people. And they, they need it to survive, to continue being, you know, relatively immortal. And they do set them up like it's a 90s TV series or at least like a like a CW show or a Supernatural spinoff. And that feels way at odds with kind of the somber overcoming your alcoholic demons and the demons of your past kind of movie. I yeah. mean, did, did you guys think that, that those guys were, were well, perfect? I thought Rebecca Ferguson, <laughs> who played Rose the Hat, was very you know uh well cast you know more I mean, than if that's more the than, movie you're making more yeah, than uma like gregor i felt uma gregor was miscast i was thinking like who could have played this you know i need someone taller or darker christian bale yeah mm-hmm. or joaquin phoenix i was trying to think someone just a little taller maybe but rose the hat i felt you know she was <laughs> kind of unsettling and creepy even with her hat yeah. it was her it was her entourage where, <laughs> you know, her, her right hand man, uh, Craw Daddy or Crow Daddy, yeah. was kind of like this this uh, Johnny Depp, yeah, kind of kind of guy, which well, he definitely and, he and you were both in Fargo, the TV series mm, together. Yeah, but but um, but no, I thought I thought the movie kind of had balls because to to have your cold open be of a, a little girl essentially getting you know a devoured uh, like or eaten alive by by this group not on camera though um no but it's still pretty disturbing like there's some images in this movie and it goes to certain places where i was expecting people to walk out brother just, lucas just, just is from very tra- from sensitive to child murders and what a get, weirdo and we get a hell of a child murder in this one. Oh yeah man. no it's pretty horrific you jacob know? jacob tremblay has a glorified cameo yeah, like, like why? Why if you're his manager would be like, okay, we're putting you in this movie. You're not gonna have very many lines, but you're gonna get brutally murdered. Like, what is that? <laughs> like, he's he's a major. I thought he was gonna come back as like a spirit, but he didn't. So he I didn't was kind of like, wow, yeah, yeah, that's kind of a bad. What a agent weird or manager decision. A, it's the weirdest role taken since Liv Tyler did nothing in Ed Astra, where you're just like, wait, <laughs> wait, what? What are you doing here? Yeah, but yeah, yeah the that was a dark. 
dark scene of Jacob Tremblay. Edie Edie Brickell and the New Bohemians kidnap him, and she just kind of guts him with a knife while they all kind of huff his uh, shine vape. Yeah, that scene made my jaw drop. They, like, vape him. Yeah, I had a problem watching it. It was really unpleasant. It's the metachlorians of the shining. Well, here's here's another thing. And the Lodge Mistress and I, we both feel this way, but uh, it's kind of the style of the day, so we're in the minority, I guess. But I want to see what you guys think. It's a phenomenon we refer to as the smoky ghost. And the smoky ghost shows up in like Crimson Peak and pretty much every other horror movie where they're trying to be atmospheric with the ghosts. And it's particle effects where they're just like, you know, smoke around the ghosts, you know, black smoke, white smoke, just just smoky ghosts. And this movie is all about huffing the smoky essence out of people with the shine. And so it's like a smoky ghost of Palooza. And she and I were just like looking at each other like smoky ass ghost. This is smoky ghost the movie. What do you guys think about that? Does that well, pull you out at all when a ghost starts smoking? Well, Stephen King kind of has a theme of that going back to like the cat's eye where like uh, Drew Barrymore is in bed and the little troll is like sucking her right. essence oh, yeah. life out of her. So right. it's like it's nothing new to his but you do you know. think it's scary? Like, do you do you when you see that? Do you think ooh shivers, or do you think special effect? I, I don't think sp- it's scary. I find it spooky. Jackie thinks it's spooky. I think it's spooky. I mean, it's just disturbing when they are huffing it because they are like <laughs> vampire junkies, <laughs> and they're like cannibals. You know, they're they're also like huffing their own when they die. But they all know? look like doofuses. Like I don't I don't get why this band of gypsies they didn't make them like the group from like Texas Chainsaw Massacre like. They're all just regular schlubs. Well, except for the the Moonlight Master guy, the tall, freakishly... Uh, Lurch. That was Lurch yeah. from the Adams Family. Oh, was yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. So they huff Jacob Tremblay. There's all this... I don't know. They're the almost... Can- canisters that they huff. And- it, it's like... There's a lot of Ghostbusters in this, too, because Scatman teaches Ewan how to trap them in boxes, how to trap these unwanted ghosts in boxes. And he does that, and he lines them all up in the hedge maze in his mind. And you just know, just like in Ghostbusters, there's going to be a moment where all those boxes pop open and wreak havoc. Uh, I didn't I didn't think of Ghostbusters, but I, I was expecting him to eventually put his dad in a box. And then I thought for sure there was going to be a showdown between his, his dad's ghost and, and Rose the Hat. But instead it was like <laughs> all the other spirits. And I was like, man, what a huge missed opportunity. Like, how cool would it be? Is like she, you think she's got the upper hand, and then he's like, Look behind you, and like his dad just swings an axe at her head. You know what I mean? Right. Like yeah. that would have been baller. The incorporation of his dad, of Jack Nich- well, Jack Nicholson's been recast in this. Thank God. He- it's by Henry the way. Thomas, by the way. Yeah. Is that Henry the- Thomas? No way. Yes. That was Henry Thomas. No way. With eyebrow. Yes. Uh, with eyebrow. No way. I, I confirmed. I confirmed oh it was Henry Thomas. Oh my God. Because yeah. I was wondering. I'm like, man, they got lucky getting whoever they got because, you know, he kind of did have that that Jack vibe. Yeah. yeah. And he's, he's also, Henry Thomas is also from Hill House. So that checks out. Interesting. Again, it's it's a it's a conflict in tone for me because they have this kind of somber back and forth over the bar. He's trying to get his son to break his sobriety to deal with his demons. And but but the other part of the movie, which is this big showdown, you would almost expect there to be like a you know, ACDC riff kind of moment where she turns around and it's backlit Jack Torrance, you know? So it, 
I don't know. Like, this movie feels at odds with itself to me. And there's so much of it that it has room to. And I thought it was pretty weird they killed off the uh, true knot. Is that the word? You keep saying it. The true, <laughs> they have to keep saying it, the, don't you? The true knot gets blasted <laughs> with shotguns. We did not know that Danny oh. Torrance was a sharpshooter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the first big action moment of the, of the movie is when, battle. like, bleed, bleeding heart uh, Billy, I, finally he was more than just mayor of Tiny Town. <laughs> he, like, paid off to, like, do something. I, I really uh, I really like that, that he got a job part-time at Teeny Town at the town he ended. Up in. Running the train. Running the train. Yeah. And he had a hat that said Teeny Town on it. I yeah. was like, Lucas, you hat. need to get that hat. Yeah, that was my biggest laugh, just watching him drive the train a little bit. But yeah, he was a sharpshooter. He and his buddies just like expertly, like they were moving targets too, and he was picking them off one by one. I don't yeah. know where he learned they that. They had the high ground. They did, they did have <laughs> the high ground, I guess. I felt I was never more engaged in that first half. And like the whole setup and like, yeah, what was cross cutting from different time periods and then like states, you kind of felt like, all right, <laughs> a lot of driving, this is all going to like build to, you know, this epic climax. But then by the time you realize they have to go to the overlook, you're like, fuck, <laughs> it's got to be at least 30 minutes. <laughs> like the whole movie could have been there. You and know then, what I mean? Like, and then there's a walking tour through the overlook. There's a couple because Rose the Hat needs to walk through. Danny needs to walk through. It felt like it was a shining haunted house at like Universal, like yeah, Halloween. It was, it was greatest hits, yeah. shining like yeah. And all the ghosts are here. They're all ganging up. They're all together. You they're hear all the same things over and over again. I mean, I don't know, Jackie. What do you think? Were you were you vibing on this? I I was certainly vibing on it. I would have I would have liked to have seen a few more different things. Like like there were a lot of nostalgic, you know, um, seeing a lot of the same ghosts and right. uh, you know, you wanted a couple new ghosts. Say. Well, some new ghosts. It was it was it was great to see them consume Rose the Hat. That was that was <laughs> kind of new and letting them all loose. Um, I really really enjoyed seeing him uh, faces other yeah and seeing him face that that demon right the ultimate um, demon yes yes but they got a lot of mileage out of bathtub lady like, oh yeah so <laughs> by the end she's almost a, a laugh moment because danny traps her at, at in the beginning in one of his boxes to test out his box trap style and then at the end, well, the old lady's in the bathroom again and the young girl traps her. Yeah. So what do you guys think of Abra? <laughs> I, I thought, thought she was tough. I thought she was good. She was she she was a good actor for sure. Great character name. I, I mean, I, I bought everything she was selling except the lack of response when her father died. Ooh, yeah. yeah, just nothing. Yeah. That, I mean, that yeah, was like that an was impossible. That's they, an impo have, they should not have done that. They should not they have should had just wounded that. the dad. The dad could have been knocked out or wounded. That yeah, was her too, dad that gets was brutally dark. murdered, <laughs> and then her mom calls her, and her mom's like, "Where have you been? Where have you been?" She's like. Mom, I love, love you. you. <laughs> and, then she and then she throws like, the phone out the window. God, could you imagine? They should have cut back to the mom well, just yeah. weeping on the steps. <laughs> yeah. Child acting is tough, obviously. Jacob Tremblay didn't have anything to do in this, and he's like our preeminent child actor. Yeah. So I and think he got butchered. He just gets <laughs> butchered. That's it. And I think her, she really shined, so to speak, when Danny was jumping into her mind and she had to be him for a couple minutes when she was going to kill the second main henchman. And I thought that was really good. But they did something digital to her face during that. Like, you can't even really trust that actors are even on set anymore. <laughs> like, there's so much yeah. digital tomfoolery going on. Well, there's a lot of, like, 
psychic, like astral projection going on all over the place and psychic in the heads, which I thought was cool, but it, it got sometimes got a little bit like, what are the rules here? You know? Yeah, exactly. I, I was yeah. never really clear on what the rules were with uh, Rose the Hat's difference from her from the rest of them. Right. Like, mm-hmm. she kept saying other people had their versions of the powers. Oh, I got a looker. I got a, you push can push, her, yeah. you know. But Pushers, it, what was lookers. her deal besides she could, like, superwoman across uh the entire globe Luke Skywalker <laughs> and Jedi, to like baby. track somebody with her like Google Earth you know like power I feel she like has there's, Google Earth powers there's so much to this film I, I, I think it opens the door for an eventual Netflix series yes. with yes. like yes. a whole slew of different characters a new I know, ghost I kinda, every week I was kind of surprised Warner Brothers didn't try to just turn it into a series it should be I think it was you, after It because I think they were working on it for a long time but It was such a hit yeah and then like you can have big ass long overstuffed movies and people will still go to them yeah. so check it out yeah this should this should be a tv series and yeah. it like it would fit perfectly on like fx like after fargo or something you know like they're they're finding quality ways to tickle that nostalgia bone but also make quality programming out of it danny lloyd's in this movie Anyone, he is. Anyone see him? Is that no. was that the cameo you spoke of? That was the cameo. I didn't pick it up until I read it on Wikipedia. But Danny Lloyd, the original, was he, was he in the he, AA? He's apparently at the Little League game. Uh, oh, was he in the crowd? He was in the crowd. Okay. Wow. So oh, that's that's wow. a very small cameo, but look for it if you ever catch Doctor Sleep. Nice. <laughs> wow. There, it was also hilarious because Lucas was sighing heavily through most of this movie, and there's a moment where. One of the one of the true knots, the pusher, the pusher true knot who could who can make heavy suggestions to people that they follow. She's like, sleep, you're tired. You want to sleep? And I turned to Lucas and he knew exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, I was resting my eyes before the show because I knew I had to stay awake for two and a half hours. I was trying to get some (laughs) quick shut eye. You were trying to force some sleep during the trailers. It was 22 minutes of like like a boss, which I just I thought we had missed. I was like, oh, I don't have to see that trailer again. And no, January. January. It coats the throat. (laughs) (laughs) All right. On that note, let's go to them. Dr. Sleepy Bones. Right, Brother Bishke. Yeah, there's a lot going on in this movie, and it was a, for, kind of seemed like different movies at times. Um, it was just <laughs> sorry, I'm you falling asleep. <laughs> I'm not used to going first, but I I don't know. I I didn't know what the rules were a lot of times. I um, I guess once I got the fact that they were draining the shining metachlorians from the that was like kind of the <laughs> the key thing that they wanted they wanted the uh, Abra's metachlorians the tr- the true knots wanted to get the metachlorians out of Abra and Rose the hat was their leader and <laughs> quit using all the proper terms. Uh, could you imagine pitching it and oh, no one's like ever heard God. of the shining? No. But uh, but no, I like the true knot getting. Um, Shot up with shotguns and yeah. and and uh, Rose the Hat getting eaten by <laughs> a bunch of people in, in the Overlook Hotel. But anyway, I'll give it two bones. Okay. It's a weird movie. Yeah, it's real weird. <laughs> it's real weird. Okay, Sister Jackie, what do hey. you got? You got a more nuanced approach to I, these? Yeah, I uh, considering I, I've been I'm such a fan of the original and and going into this I 
was surprised that they would even make a sequel. I was surprised right. of all the directions that they went with it and, and all the, the new storylines and, and ways they, they took it after the original and, mm -hmm. and where Danny's life went and ended up. For me, I would give it three bones just three bones. because it was it was great to revisit the Overlook. And yes. um, as a fan, I'm not disappointed where they took it. And it'd be interesting to see maybe a series later mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. I'd watch it. Three bones. We got a viewer. Right on. All right. Uh, Brother LT, what are you doing? Yeah, this is an odd duck. Um, <laughs> I mean, think about it. We saw this in a multiplex. We did. In, Theater in, was in full, by the almost way. Almost sold out. Yeah. And there was a lot of nervous laughter, like especially in the opening and in the beginning. I, I, I didn't think anything was funny necessarily but there were people behind me just yucking it up like like it was the biggest comedy of the year it's which recognition I, laughs it's just a dark dark disturbing movie you know because you do witness a kid get abducted and and just brutally tortured and murdered and and they like really go to some dark places and yeah the ganged bohemian gypsies like inhaling or huffing the shine that's coming out of them is very perverted and perverse and sexual and just gross like it's just fucking gross like mm. if i was watching this as a teenager with my mom or some like some of the kids in the theater like i've been so uncomfortable like yeah when the old lady gets up from the bathtub and it's a full frontal like old dying lady like yep like right there for us but yeah just too long you know this mike flanagan's super talented he really just has like that three and a half bone sheen and panache like he knows how to stage and 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 like shoot this doesn't sound like a three and a half bone but view, yeah like but like brother justin said you know the train starts losing cars like the longer <laughs> it goes and i always have to just react the bone train like emotionally you know like what am i feeling what are you feeling i give it two and a half bones i mean it's technically solid but i, I don't see myself telling any family members to go go out and check it out folks because <laughs> like because i'll be like yeah go see it mom and then jacob tremblay's like please don't kill me Tim, Tim and Jackie, if you aren't aware, Brother Lucas subscribes to what we call the Old Bone Testament, which is strangely all all wrapped up in who would you tell about this movie? Who would you recommend it to? It's very controversial, very fundamentalist, but he adheres to it and we love him for it. Because I'd like to just add one more thing too. Like 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 I think we touched upon it in this movie's like yeah, uneven or there's a lot of, like a lot of questions. It doesn't establish the rules. And it's like, yeah, if you know the first film, the original film, it's like haunted place. People go crazy. Bad things happen. It's very kind of relatable and plausible and in some universe, re like somewhat related to our own. Right. But in this movie, it's like, what, who the fuck are these vampire <laughs> like like soul? Like, I don't get it. Like, I explain that to me. Like, I need at least like an ancient book of the dead or something. Or show me a flower. Show me something so that I can get behind this. No, because it's, it's just four non blondes because out in the woods. It's just like we're, we're huffing, you know, and it works. So trust us. And it's like, I don't know, man. It's a different movie. And it, yeah, it's not scary. You're right. It's like this just seems like they might as well be vamp like vampires, I guess. There you go. At least I get that. Brother Tim, what say you? Uh, so I kind of got to echo a little bit of uh, Jackie's thing on it as well i'm such go. a big fan of the, man, of the original man. shining you know i never thought this movie would come about to be a sequel because stephen king's like kind of hatred for kubrick's version right and his tv series backlash of i'm gonna make it my way which is a very interesting tv series and for yeah. the record yeah. i thought the bathtub lady in the tv series was 10 times scarier i remember when i saw that i had to close my eyes 
Interesting. So when the director got with Stephen King and got approval to do this, I was wondering what this movie was going to be. And it transcended time and space. We went so many different places, we met did. so many different characters. <laughs> but up until he meets with the little girl and they become a buddy combo to defeat something, I felt like there was, it wasn't, it didn't feel like I was getting enough movie yet. Right. I was just learning all these things, but not learning enough. Right. Like the motivation of the true knots, they, you know, <laughs> later in the movie, they were like, yeah, you know, they have all this power and this money. No, they don't. They live no. in fucking caravans. Yeah. And like yeah, yeah. like her, tra I, her trailer was honestly, immaculate. I, th I thought they were going to actually touch upon that and they sort of do, but not really in the sense that it's like, well, in the old days, we could just snatch someone off the street, but nowadays everyone's got a fucking cell phone or a ring doorbell recording shit it's like how are right. you gonna get away with anything in in 2011 or 20 whenever that, that takes place in present day like they should have been way more like socially powerful yeah like just i mean their motivation of just living forever in the gop you know like yes. living forever but that's the life that they can right. exist in is like traveling around with like a bunch of you know junkies in a, in yeah a like gypsy a bunch caravan. of fucking drugstore cowboy junkies yeah. i mean i guess that sniffing that stuff must be that great yeah. but um, it looked great uh, so yeah, it was a roller coaster ride after they buddy cop up with each other right. to handle them. And it really felt like for me, I was like, okay, now I'm really enjoying this movie. Finally, I just wanted to get to the hotel. I wanted to, I wanted this to pay off with yes. it being a shining sequel. And I got that. It was enjoyable. I would watch it again. I don't think there's much nuance that I've missed that I need to like seek out in between the frames. There, there was one Easter egg that I caught. I don't know if you guys saw it, but when he when he gets to the uh, overlook and he goes to the boiler room for the first time, if you look, there's like a little desk, like a little office mm -hmm. desk and chair, and then next to it is like a filing cabinet, and on top of the filing cabinet looked to be like a painting or a portrait of the two daughters, like the twins mm -hmm. or whatever. So I guess that was. The boiler like, daddy. Yeah, the boiler daddy. Very nice. Very nice spot. But uh, yeah, I thought it was enjoyable. I've, I've, we covered a lot of ground. I'm going to say a three bones. Three boner. Nice. A three boner. You know, oh, I'm stuck right between that two and a half and three because I did enjoy it. Like, I'm complaining a lot. I have big problems with with Rose the Hat and her gang. They They belong to what I also referred to with my goodly wife, they seem like they're part of a buckle show. And what I mean by that is these shows where they kind of take place in not a time or place that we really know about, but there's a ragtag group of something or others that always seem to have a lot of buckles on their outfits. And they're usually on, you know, the CW or their teen shows. And I'm, I'm allergic to them. I, I, she puts one of those shows on and somebody has got a feather in their hat and buckles all over their outfit. And I'm just, I run and out got of the, the index finger ring. Oh God. I, I can't, I can't get out of there fast enough. And Rose the Hat and her crew were Buckle City without even needing any buckles. She had a jacuzzi in her Winnebago. I, I, I saw was that. Like, this isn't like scary. Yeah. And so they they seem to be part of a movie or a show. And then Danny and his thing he had going on seemed to be part of another show. So I felt like I was switching channels back and forth. Like I was watching one of my shows and she was watching one of her Buckle shows. And I'm like, okay, I can I can get with this. I can get with this. But then there's another show on top of that, which is the Shining Nostalgia Show, which you could hear in the audience when you see different things like the blood coming out of the elevators or, you know, even just the carpet. You hear that 
from audience members who are just like getting that almost like their own shine mist fix of nostalgia, which I'm not opposed to, but now I'm juggling three movies and it's hella long, as they say. So I'm like, what do I do with this blob of entertainment? I was entertained. I was never really bored. But that's because it's so schizophrenic. <laughs> so I don't know. I I don't think I can give it three because I don't know if it held together quite enough as a movie for me. Yeah, the story, there, there's such a great story there of basically like we got to go back yeah. to the scene of the crime. But we have to go back there not only to like make peace with our past, but also to trap this new evil or whatever. Sure. And I dig that. Like, but that's a movie. there's so much other but shit going on. it took us two hours to get there. And I don't need to see, yeah, poor Jacob Tremblay or, or the girl's dad get murdered to, to, or that guy kill himself. I mean, it's just like, oh, man, it's just you're bad buzzing after a while. Yeah. I mean, I I guess I'm more heartless than you and I'm fine with all that. But I'm just talking more on a formal level. I don't know if I can give this three bones in good conscience as a as a movie. I have to go with two and a half. But I was entertained. And if you're a shining freak then you got to see it. I mean, what are you going to do? Not see it? It's a sequel to The Shining. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Morbidly exactly. curious. Yeah. I mean, the fact, I mean, the only thing it's got going for it is that Stephen King wrote the novel or published the novel. So it's his baby. Well, he finally got the ending he always wanted because the hotel goes up. Right. But that was, I mean, I hate to be the, the Mr. Rational Logical asshole, but it's like that hotel has not been sitting there for 40 years vacant. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I am so, so sorry. Everything's like, still in place. Yeah, yeah. You can go back to the site and like whatever's there is there. But like, I don't know. And they must have fire alarms because the cops showed up minutes <laughs> after <laughs> it went up in a blaze. There's no 20 minute drive to get there anymore. Yeah, the Ooh, cops are on top of it. That's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> Well, these reviews aren't that bad, guys. The bone count, I mean, they're, you know, they're hovering around two, two and a half, three, but even the, the two and a halfs are pretty warm. We stayed awake. We stayed awake for Dr. Sleep. Thank you, Tim and Jackie. Tim and thank Jackie. You. Oh, now, now thank you've you for, been on. Well, thank, thank you, you guys for having us. For having us. I yes. Back. Let us know when you want to come back. As this always. Such a comfy leather seat. Dare back. to it's return. To yes. I mean, you're probably the biggest shining freaks out of our stable, so that's perfect that you were here for that. We want to try to follow that passion. Thanks, guys. All right, y'all. Love and light. Love, Love and light. light. Love and light. Someone glimpsed across the dance floor. The going home and loving in doorways. A room to remember who to meet in. Secrets and through your heads and not through your mouth. A dream to sleep. A sleep to dream. A dream to sleep. A sleep to What am I feeling? What are you feeling?